0: Glad to have everybody here this morning. Um, We're going to be talking about um, a renewed mind and how to live a transformed life today. Um, So the scripture that we're going to be in is going to be Romans chapter 12. So if you guys want to go ahead and turn there. Um, So first of all, I just want to say happy Thanksgiving. Hope everybody had a great holiday. Um, Got to spend plenty of time with family and uh, just enjoy that. Um, So when I was thinking of... uh, What happened? Okay, it's back. So whenever I was thinking of a story for transformation, honestly, this is the part that I struggled with the most whenever I was trying to prepare the message, and I'm trying to figure out what I was going to do. So my first thought was like UT football, but you know how we've been terrible for 15 years, but let's be honest, I watched Joe Milton last night, we're going to be seven and five next year, so everybody's getting their hopes up for such a good comeback, it's not going to happen. So I didn't want to do that, so I asked Greg's advice, you know, he writes messages all the time, what could I do? And he said... Oh, you could do, like, Transformers or something. Well, that's another problem because I do Shia LaBeouf, the Mark Wahlberg. There's a cartoon one. And then there's one where they're not even cars. They're animals. Dad, you remember it. Um, <laughs> so anyways, what I, finally, um, what I finally landed on for the example that I wanted to give is just uh, the transformation that, that came over my life, um, the day that Megan and I had Ellie. Um, so moving up to that day, I, I think for the father, it's just a lot different. There was a lot of anticipation. I was really excited. Megan was already a mother, but I, I became a father the, the moment that I saw Ellie. Um, and I'm a very selfish person. Um, anybody that knows me could tell, could tell you that. Um, that yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, that's something that I struggle with. But um, the day that Ellie was born, um, everything changed for me. Um, and she was my priority. I wanted to take care of her. Um, so that made me think a little bit more, what is the definition of transformation? So the definition of transformation is a thorough or dramatic change in form or appearance. So if everybody's in, uh, in their Bibles, um, in Romans chapter 12, our key verse for today is going to be verse 2, um, and it says, Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may discern what is the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. Um, so for the purpose of the message today, we're going to break that verse into two sections. Um, So the first section that we're going to cover is, do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed uh, by the renewing of your mind. Um, And I'll just go ahead and apologize. I am reading off my notes. I'm not going to make a lot of eye contact. So if you're hoping for some weird uh, eye contact today, it's not going to happen. So I apologize. Um, So um, what does it mean to be transformed in Romans chapter 12, verse 2a? So God changes our minds um, a lot of ways, uh, but some of the main ways that God changes our minds is through prayer, reading and reflection on God's Word, worship, meditation on God's acts as the Holy Spirit works in us. Um, So I could spend some time and focus on all of these because they're all very important, Um, but the one that I wanted to focus on today um, is the reading and reflection on God's Word. I think that um, as a Christian, I do a pretty good job of talking to God. Um, I love to sing. Worship through singing is my favorite form of worship. You couldn't tell that if you heard me sing, but I, I love to sing and I love to worship that way. Um, I do an okay job of prayer. I won't say I do a great job of prayer. Um, I pray with my daughters every night when we go to bed and I always have my personal quiet time after that. Um, so I do, a good, I do a good job of talking to God. I didn't always do a good job of letting God talk back to me. Um, and the way that God talks back to us is through his word. Um, So if we don't give God the opportunity um, to speak to us through his word, then we're not going to get anything out of it. Um, It is a discipline um, for us um, as Christians. Um, So starting back, I guess, um, the first semester of the last life group that we did, we um, challenged each other in our life group and held each other accountable. Uh, The first thing that we would discuss before we got into any lesson is Um, Hey, did you spend time in the Word this week? Like, how much did you read? Were you able to read every day? Um, And just that accountability um, has helped me a ton in my walk in faith, but it's also uh, changed my life as a husband, as a father, um, as a son, and as a friend, Um, just constantly um, chasing after God and chasing after God's Word. um, I do still miss some days um, whenever I'm I'm in God's Word, but I, I can tell the difference in my life when I do miss days, and it makes me anxious to get to the next day, um, Megan will tell you uh, sometimes I'll miss a day and I'll let it play uh, the audio uh, on my phone whenever we're um, going to bed. She loves those days whenever I miss and uh, Let the audio play, so, uh, and usually I'm asleep by the time we get to um, about halfway through the chapter. So, um, what does transformation look like in scripture? Um, so, the next section, um, Romans 12, verses 3 through 8, um, and it says, For by the grace given to me, I tell everyone among you not to think of himself more highly than he should think. Instead, think sensibly as God has distributed a measure of faith to each one. Now, as we have many parts in one body, and all the parts do not have the same function, in the same way, we who are many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. According to the grace given to us, we have different gifts. If prophecy use it according to the proportion given to us, oh, excuse me, If prophecy, use it according to the proportion of one's faith. If service, use it in service. If teaching, in teaching. If exhorting, in exhortation. Giving, with generosity. Leading, with diligence. Showing mercy, with cheerfulness. So, in verse 3, it talks about God renewing our minds, or God renews our minds to remind us that we are broken without him. And in verse 3, we receive clear instructions not to think more highly of ourselves than we should. Um, it's important that Paul leads with this in this section of Scripture because not all Christians have the same gifts, um, and the amount of spiritual gifts that you receive or that you're blessed with as a Christian is not always a direct correlation with spiritual maturity. So I just wanted to make sure that I I said that before we start going through these um, spiritual gifts. It may not be something um, that you personally are blessed with, uh, but it is something that we're called as Christians um, to strive towards. So um, the first, um, the gifts listed in verse 3 through 8 are the first is prophecy, so in the New Testament churches, there was direct revelation uh, from God before the canon or Bible was completed. Service, uh, the next one, is the origin of the word deacon. A deacon in the Bible is not a member of a board of directors, but a servant. Um, it is a gift of ministry. The next um, is teaching, so we teach in many different ways, um, but I believe that uh our role as teachers in our own household and the immediate sphere of influence that we're in is the most important, um, is the most important for us. So I think um, us as a church, and not us as Northview Church, but uh, God's church uh, here on earth, I think that we do a bad job of um, we bring our kids, our spouses, whoever it may be to church, and it's like, okay, you take it from here, and it stops there. It doesn't follow you to the house, and if it's not coming home with you, if you're not setting an example for how your kids should live, if you're not in the Word with them, if you're not spending time in prayer with them, if you're not spending time in worship, then we're missing the point. Um, it is up to God to, to do the piece of saving, but it is up to us to be obedient and to listen to His Word and, and follow what He's commanded of us. Um, so the next um, is exhortation, um, the gift of motivating and encouraging. Um, so whenever I read exhortation, um, I think of hot man, like it made me think of a hype man. Um, and then I thought, if Northview Church had a hot man, like who would it be? Who would be the hot man in Northview Church? Actually, it's not you, Craig. Sorry, sorry, buddy. It's my guy, Micah Booker over here. I mean, this guy, have you guys seen him walk around and shake hands? I can't do that. I mean, he gets up, he gets pumped, um, but he, uh, he does a great job of motivating and encouraging. And I've known Micah a long time. Um, I guess we first met about six or seven years ago when every, he and Tiara came to Harmony Fellowship. And that took me like five years to even get him to say like a sentence to me, you know? So just like the change that God has made in his life. And I know that that's a change that God has made in his life. And uh, today, you know, Micah's one of my best friends, and I love spending time with him and being able to spend time with him. Um, he and Tiara in our life group. Micah's in, uh, me and Micah are in a discipleship group together, and he just gets me pumped to do life. So Micah, thank you. Sorry for putting you on the spot. Yeah, man, no problem. Do you want to come up here and do the rest? (laughs) We had some pretty good back and forth there. Yeah, we had some pretty good back and forth. Um, (laughs) Okay, then um, the next is leading. So leading is a gift of vision and direction that is effective, uh, but should not be overbearing. Craig, I am going to talk about you now. Um, <laughs> So in my current role, um, I just got promoted uh, at the job that I'm at about, uh, I guess, probably 15, 16 months ago. Um, so before that, I was in sales. But Craig, you're a little lucky because my dad is here today too, so I'm going to pick on both of you guys. So sales is, um, my responsibility as a salesman, it is what everybody thinks it is. You know, like people are, my dad takes a nap at about two, 2.30 or 3 o'clock each day. Is that right, dad? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Craig, do you get any naps in back there? I think so. Yeah, <laughs> nobody can hear you. You're not on a microphone. You're not on a microphone. But um, anyway, so uh, once I got thrust into the, the new role that I'm in, um, I learned a lot about leadership, and, and who I learned the most from is my boss and, and the executive vice president that I work for. Um, you know, you think of high titles, and I guess that I'm kind of in a, a weird spot where I'm 33, um, so I, I've grown up kind of in the old school, but... Uh, new school technology has come as, as everything has happened and I'm just kind of right in the middle like I don't know really which side I lean on I suck with technology Megan will tell you um, But uh, I'm really good at with people skills and with um, Building relationships, so that's what I'm better at. But anyways my boss um, We have a one-on-one every week and what he does um, Before we start talking about business or start talking about work every week is he invests in me as an individual and he invests his time in me He always asks by name, about Megan, Ellie, Marin, and we'll talk about Tennessee football, we'll talk about Tennessee basketball, um, just whatever may be on our mind, but that hour-long meeting that we have each week, he always invests some time to get to know me. Um, So you may not be in the leadership position where you're at, but if you think about it, we all are. Uh, We're set apart as Christians, and we're set apart to live um, a different life than the world, and to not conform to the world, but to live a life transformed And when you live a life transformed, people look up to you as a leader. Um, So the next one um, is mercy, and that's helping the sick, the poor, and the sorrowful. Um, So these are the steps and some of the gifts that God gives us to live a life transformed. So how do we discern what is the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God? In the second half of verse 2, which says so that you may discern what is the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. So, um, Greg had asked me to preach, I guess, probably in April or May of this year. Does that sound about right? So, I don't know if Greg has ever asked anybody in here to do anything, but he is like the most persistent person that I've ever Like, he doesn't take no for an answer. Like, I said no six times, and he kept asking. So I felt, I felt like that was probably the spirit leading him to ask, and, and I should be up here today. Um, but anyways, how he finally got me, it was April or May, he said, yeah, what about like uh, November the 27th, which in April or May is a really long time away, <laughs> but today, you know, here we are. Um, so a lot of things could have happened between now and then. Um, you know, Jesus could have come back. <laughs> that, that would have been awesome. I think we can all agree that would have been awesome. I was praying for it this morning. Um, Laughter um, you know, Megan and I could have decided to go to a different church. I'm just kidding, we wouldn't do that to you. Uh, but if you get me up here again, we might. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but anyways, um when he asked me in April and May, uh Megan and I um were going through the book of Romans together. Um and in my quiet time, I knew that this is the set of verses and this is the set of scripture that I wanted to speak on this morning. Um, and that's verses nine through eighteen. Um just with all the, I mean, I think we can all agree there's a lot of things going on in the world. There's a lot of turmoil. There's a lot of bad things that happen. Um, you know, I think where we may get it wrong sometimes, I think that, uh, I think every generation has felt this to an extent. I don't think that it's a, a singular feeling to us. I don't think it's something that's specific to us. Um, but I just think that, that these next set of verses is um, a great reminder on how we as Christians are to live a transformed life. And, um so I'll read it here. It's uh, verses 9 through 18, and it says, Let love be without hypocrisy, detest evil, cling to what is good, love one another deeply as brothers and sisters, outdo one another in showing honor, do not lack diligence and zeal, be fervent in the Spirit, serve the Lord, rejoice in hope, be patient in affliction, be persistent in prayer, share with the saints and their needs, Pursue hospitality, bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse, rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep, live in harmony with one another, do not be proud, instead associate with the humble, do not be wise in your own estimation, do not repay anyone evil for evil, give careful thought to do what is honorable in everyone's eyes. If possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone." So when I was preparing the message, the first time that I got to preach, um, everybody gives me such a hard time because I went for like seven or eight minutes. But um, I, I expected them to thank me whenever I went seven or eight minutes. But no, they just make fun of me. So um, I have built a little bit of redundancy into today's message. But also, like, I just think that this, this piece of Scripture is so important. And, and Paul sets it out um, really well of how we are to live as Christians. So I'm going to read this again. Um, and I want you to just follow along in your Bibles or on your phones Um, And just really dwell on the words and marinate on the words. Amanda would be proud because I said marinate and she's not even out here. So, uh, but anyways, we're going to get in, going to read it again here. So in verse nine, it starts. Let love be without hypocrisy, detest evil, cling to what is good, love one another deeply as brothers and sisters, outdo one another in showing honor, do not lack diligence and zeal, be fervent in the spirit, serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope, be patient in affliction, be persistent in prayer, share with the saints in their needs, pursue hospitality, bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse, rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep, live in harmony with one another, do not be proud, instead associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own estimation, do not repay anyone evil for evil give careful thought to do what is honorable in everyone's eyes. If possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. So God has given us these specific characteristics of how a Christian should strive to be more like Jesus um, in verses 9 through 18. Uh, The first one he mentions is to love without hypocrisy. How hard is this? Um, I love with conditions. Um, I, I wish that I had unconditional love, but um, my love is conditional, and it's something that I continue to work on. Um, that's the hard part about getting up here is because I feel like I'm preaching to myself, and um, God really shines a, a light on my shortcomings and where I need to get better. Um, but uh, So to love without a hypocrisy, that person that I love conditionally, God loves absolutely. God would have sent his son if he had been the only person uh, sent his son to atone for his sins uh, because that's how much he loves us. Um, the second is to detest evil the third love one another deeply as brothers and sisters also hard going back to the love without hypocrisy I don't always do a good job of that outdo one another in showing honor Um, do we have any office fans in here does anybody watch the office oh nice we got some people that watch the office so whenever I read that part outdo um, one another in showing honor mom and dad I know you watch the office you didn't raise your hands um (laughs) outdo one another in showing honor. Um, it makes me think of The Office when Dwight Schrute and Andy Bernard, um, I forget why they get into it or what happens, but like they keep one-upping each other with uh, things that they do for one another. They're not doing it to show honor, but it's what, what it made me think of in the scripture. So like uh, Andy um, opens the door for Dwight, so Dwight doesn't want to let him get one up on him, so Dwight brings him a dessert after lunch. Well then Andy finishes all of Dwight's paperwork. And then Dwight runs down to the um, bottom of the stairs and starts Andy's car before he leaves. Um, that really doesn't have anything to do with the message. I just, If I can get an office reference in, why would I not? You know, this is my chance. Maybe. I might not get another one. It's looking bad. He doesn't have a good face. Um, <laughs> so uh, the next is, do not lack diligence and zeal. Be fervent in the spirit. Serve the Lord. Uh, then rejoice in, pa- in hope, patience in affliction, Persistent in prayer. Um, this is one that, that really hit me too. So um, as we were talking earlier, um, you know, I, I do an okay job of talking to God and I, I always say a prayer with either Marin or Ellie whenever we go to bed at night and uh, Megan and I just kind of take turns like she'll do Mary one night, I'll do Marin the next or whatever that looks like. Um, and then I, I'll say a prayer as I'm falling asleep and most of the time um, I'm asleep by the time I finish the prayer. Um, but to be persistent in prayer. Um, to stay in a constant state of prayer and keep a constant state of communication open with God. Um, I can think of a couple of times in my life where I've had things going on that I have kept that open line of communication and just what a change it's made in my life um, from, <laughs> from last night until this morning. I think I've prayed more than I've prayed in a really long time, just you know, making sure uh, that I was prepared for today. Um, but to live persistent in prayer, um, you know, words matter, and words that are used uh, in the Bible matter, and that word persists, and it's not um, be okay in prayer. And you know, Jesse, say your are you're not time prayer with your girls, and say uh, you're not time prayers. You're going to bed. It's that persistence and a constant communication, an open line of communication with God. So the next is um, rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Don't be proud. Associate with the humble. Don't be wise in your own estimation. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Do what is honorable. And live at peace with everyone as far as it depends on your part. So, uh, to close this morning, we're going to read verses 19 through 21. And it says, uh, Friends, do not avenge yourselves. Instead, leave room for God's wrath. Because it is written, vengeance belongs to me. I will repay, says the Lord. But if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For in so doing, you will be heaping fiery coals on his head. Do not be conquered by evil, but conquer evil with good. I'm just going to read that. I, I did youth ministry for a long time, so I'm used to reading verses twice. So I'm going to read um, verse 21 again here too. And it says, do not be conquered uh, by evil, but conquer evil with good so conquering evil for good as Christians it is not for us to cast judgment uh, only God is absolutely just and righteous our response as Christians is to seek a transformation by the renewing of our mind um, as Christians we aren't called to conform with the world around us but to be obedient to God's calling in our lives and allow him to work through us so that his kingdom may receive the glory um, so as we wrap up this uh, this morning I'll ask the the band to come up and Um, they can start um, playing. But I want everybody just to take some time uh, this morning and um, just reflect on and pray about what does it mean to live a transformed life? How How can God transform your life? God, thank you so much for for today, um, for all the blessings that you've given us, for all the um, blessings that you've given us as a church as we um, start down the path of uh, the Heart for the House campaign. And God, I just pray that um, we would be open and, and be obedient to your calling um, to give to further your kingdom and know that it's all for your kingdom. I pray that um, once everything starts to come in and once the money starts to come in, Gotta pray that um, we as a church would be good stewards and um, just make sure that uh, we're bathing everything in prayer um, and doing everything how you would have us do it and to lean on you for wisdom, to lean on you for guidance throughout this process. I thank you so much for sending your son and, and for offering us the transformation that only you can provide. God, I just pray that um, you will give everyone in this room, believers, um, uh, non-believers, for the believers, the courage to to act out that transformed life um, in their day-to-day life. Um, if there's anyone in here, anyone in the room that that doesn't believe this morning or wants to know more about um, a transformed life and what that looks like, I just pray that you would give them the ber- uh, the boldness and the courage to to find you know Greg or to find Megan or uh, Scott or Greg Jones or Jennifer Jones in the back and um, or myself and and just. Talk to us about what that looks like and um, how you can change lives, God. Lord, thank you so much for everything that you've done for us. I pray that um, you'll be with the worship team as we close in worship here, that we'll be able to worship with boldness to you, not caring what other people think, and just um, sing your praise, God.